they said piss shitters. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Buy Queens, episode three. I'm Courtney, and I'm here to dismantle call her daddy culture. And I'm Rhiannon, and I just spilled ham water all over myself. She did. She did indeed. That's not even like a cute tagline. It happened. Mm-hmm. All right. So like I said, welcome back. We're on to episode three now, which is kind of wild. Um, and today we're going to talk about The Bachelor. Rhiannon watches Bachelor. I don't. I keep up with, like, the Twitter stuff Mm -hmm. sometimes because it's funny and it pops up on my page. But I don't actually watch The Bachelor. I always just, like, text Rhiannon to be like, what is this tweet about? So then the opposite. I watch the show but don't follow the people on Twitter and, like, follow any, like, commentary Twitter accounts or anything. I don't follow that. I don't follow The Bachelor on social media. So I only know what I see in the show, if that helps. Yeah. So because of our differences in, like, what we know about The Bachelor and whether or not we watch The Bachelor, um, it's going to be a little different than the last couple ones where I've done a lot of research. It's mostly just going to be me asking Rhiannon about The Bachelor and, like, her telling me what she knows. We're kind of going to be, like, swapping what we know and then assessing The Bachelor and what we think of it towards the end. Yeah, that's our plan. We don't have any special guests today. Um, we're also drinking, but we're not going to do drinking games this time. Because um, I'm not going to lie, it's been really rough the past couple times. Like, it's been real bad for yeah. me. Yeah, I'm mostly alright. Yeah, you're usually fine. I want to die the yeah. next day. But yeah, um, so instead, for our like cute little gimmick, we're going to be trying different types of pickles. It's going to be our thing. We have um, like different flavors. They're mostly the same brand, except there's one other brand. So it's like two brands, but the whole thing is mostly different types of pickles. Mm-hmm. So, short intro, but um, we're probably going to try our first pickle here, give you a little review, and then we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll jump right into The Bachelor. Okay, let me describe what it is first. Yes. So these are a TikTok thing that I saw and wanted to try, because I love pickles a lot. So this is a jar of Vlasic pickles that I ate all of the pickles out of. And then I cut up cucumbers and just put them in this jar with the juice. And they've been soaking for two days. Um, I think they're supposed to soak for three, so don't be dicks about it. They're gonna be, the margin of error on our review is gonna be pretty wide. Yeah. Okay, ready? Yeah, you can take yours. Oh, it's very green. Yeah. It's kind of like... I'm going to try to describe it. It's more green than a cucumber, for sure. But it's definitely less green than... You know, like, that really fake greeny color that you get with pickles? It's less green than that. It's Mm -hmm. a nice, like, yellowish green, nice soft green. But it's pretty vibrant still. Yeah. Bright, but light. It tastes really good. You can taste, you can tell that, like, it wasn't pickled. Like, this isn't coming from the jar, you know? Um, But, like, you can taste a little bit of, like, fresh cucumber. 
Yeah. yeah. But, like, in a good way. I agree. So, the brand and the type of pickle juice that it's in. It's in Vlasic, just the regular kosher dill. And, yeah, I think Raina described it really well. If you've had Vlasic before, you know that, like, when you eat... When you eat, like, a wholly pickled pickle, so to say, it's, like, the salty, vinegary, dilly kind of flavor. It's like that, just watered down a little bit. It's yeah. a little lighter. Yeah. A lot crispier. Yeah. ASMR. We're getting a whole new audience on this one. It's a good thing this is a podcast and not videos because the way I just chewed mostly but a little bit both of us was horrendous. Like that's the kind of shit that I yell at my kids for being like stop smacking your mouse. I was smacking. Dude I could eat these all day. This is really good. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start doing this. It takes a lot of self-control for me to not eat a whole jar of pickles actually. Yeah. So, let's rate it, like, 1 to 10. Let's break it down by different categories. Do you like a good crunch in your pickle? Me too. I also do like a good crunch in my pickle. So, how do you rate the crunchiness? Oh, like, this is the crunchiest pickle I've ever had out of a jar. Okay, so that's going to be really interesting for the other pickles we eat. Because I think they're very crunchy. Okay. Granted, these ones are going to be crunchier by default. Because they're they're so fresh. And they're really fresh. But the other ones are pretty crunchy for being, like, bought pickles. So crunchiness, I agree. They're pretty crunchy. I love a good crunchy pickle. Like, they're, just, they're better that way. I don't like them yeah. when they're, like, when you soft. It, it's soft and you bite it and then the skin breaks and there's just, like, juice, you know? Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. It's not ladylike. Um, I don't think flavor. there's much about eating pickles that's ladylike. That's fair. What do we think of flavor? Do you like that it's lighter? I do. Uh, so I, I love pickles, but I've never been a fan of, like, fancy pickles that have like a lot of like peppers and like a lot of like i don't know i like how fake vlasic pickles taste you know mm, love a good fake pickle but i also love like the fresh taste of a lot of those like clausen for example like they're you could like they taste really fresh so this i think is for me the best of both worlds on that oh okay because it's crunchy and fresh but it has the fake pickle flavor that I really like. Mm-hmm. For me, I really like the homemade pickle taste, which is definitely a lighter taste usually. This feels more like homemade pickle. I'm very partial to homemade pickles, though, because my both sides of my family are very, very German. Mm-hmm. And, like, they've passed down pickle recipes for years and years instead of, like, banana bread or something normal. So, like, I love a good homemade pickle. I also just fucking love pickles. But yeah, taste-wise, I like it. I like that it's lighter. I think the thing about the fakey taste of pickles is I really like them and I want to keep eating it. But at some point, it's, like, too acidic from the vinegar or something. And my mouth is like, please stop. We're tingling. I don't know if I've had that problem because I just eat these. Oh, I've had it before. Where my body's literally like, girl, stop eating those pickles. All right. I don't know what other rating we would give. The color is beautiful. Nine and a half out of ten overall. Wow. I love those. I'm going to go for like an eight and a half. Okay. I'm going to be a little conservative. That, and that's the only time I'll ever be a little conservative. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yikes. Okay. Can- cancel Courtney. <laughs> 2021.
No. <laughs> okay, so before we um, get into people we should actually probably cancel, um, we're going to take a quick break for our sake. So we'll be right back. back so we're gonna get into it our topic is the bachelor today um Ooh. we're mostly talking about it because of the recent um chris harrison right yes i always accidentally call him the chris host Hansen. of how to catch a predator <laughs> oops anyway we're mostly talking about it because i heard about the chris harrison scandal and i wanted to i was like this is good podcast material and I knew this is one of the things where, like, one of us watches it, but the other one doesn't. So we have mixed knowledge about it, but mm-hmm. a lot of opinions. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think before we jump into the Chris Harrison scandal and everything, we should keep talking about our relationship, our respective relationships with The Bachelor. Okay. And what we know of The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. So I think starting with relationships, Rhiannon, you watch it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I see stuff on Twitter. You don't really, other than the stuff that people you know who watch it send to you. How long have you been watching The Bachelor? Um, I think the first season that I watched was Ari's season, and I don't remember when that was. Ari Bachelor. We're Googling. 2019? That doesn't feel right, but it would have I think it was early 2019. Okay, so that hasn't been that long. No, I haven't been watching that long. So I've seen three bachelors and three bachelorettes Mm. maybe four bachelors yeah four bachelors and three bachelorettes do we know how long the bachelor has been on oh like 20 some odd seasons because i remember watching it my mom watched it when we were kids not like kids kids but i want to say at least like middle school season premiered march 2002 oh shit okay yeah that's like my whole life yeah at least, like, the whole life that I remember. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you really haven't been watching that long. No. I thought you had no. been watching longer than that. No. When, when like, The Bachelor started coming up in popularity, um, my sister was away at college, and I was in high school. So I didn't watch it. And then when it was, like, getting even more and more popular, then I was living with my sister, and she would just, like, put it on. So I would, like, see an episode here and there. And that was... Um, Rachel Lindsay's season um, Mm -hmm. was, like, the first one that I started, like, sort of watched. Like, I remember watching, like, her last episode and, like, a couple of clips of, like, the current ones, but I never, like, sat down and I never, I didn't know who any of the contestants are. I can't tell you who won. I just, like, remember her. Um, Yeah, and that's what I've been, I've been watching since then, then. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was longer. No. That's cool. Did your mom ever watch The Bachelor when you were a kid? I don't think so. No. My mom was a soap opera mom. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Young and the Restless, Bold and the Brave, or Bold and the Beautiful, or whatever. Bold and the Brash. Bold for like, belongs in the trash, <laughs> am I right, ladies? No. Um, yeah, that's what she watched. My mom was a reality TV show scandalous type thing, so, like, she liked The Bachelor. Yeah. But not as much as she likes Biggest Loser. Okay. Which makes sense if you've ever met her before. And, like, what I've shared before about People magazines. She okay. likes drama. Yeah. Okay. Um, another one that she loved. I want to see if you remember this one. 
I think it was called like Ugly Duckling or something, but it was a show where they found these women who were unattractive, like ugly women, so to say, and they like gave them a bunch of plastic surgery and showed them how to like do their hair and makeup and like made them beautiful or whatever, which is why it's called like Ugly Duckling or something like that. The wild shit, the wildest shit about this show is they got plastic surgery and they weren't allowed to have any mirrors. So they didn't see themselves in the mirror until the big reveal at the end of the episode where they have their hair and makeup done professionally. Mm -hmm. They're wearing this beautiful ball gown and then they see themselves in front of a mirror for the first time since Mm -hmm. pre-op. She loved that show. That sounds dreadful. It was not good. That That sounds literally the worst. It was really wild watching that show as, like, a kid. Mm -hmm. Like, shows like that, like The Bachelor as well. It's really interesting growing up with those shows and thinking later in life about, like, oh, what did that do to my expectations for dating? Or, like, what did that do to how Mm -hmm. my self-esteem? Yeah, exactly. It's super weird. It is. So, let's get back into The Bachelor again, I guess. Yeah. Why? What, What is it about The Bachelor that you're, like... Yes. There really isn't anything. It's it's okay. the fact that my sister watches it, and now my friends watch it. Mm. So <clears throat> I watch it, like, usually with people. Mm. Or I watch it with the expectation of discussing it with somebody. Yeah. So I don't think that I would watch it if my sister wasn't watching it and my friends weren't watching it. Huh. Um, so it's not even like, oh, I really like this show. It's just, like, it's a thing to talk about with the people that I am close to. Okay, I thought it was going to be, like, our interest in that one show that our friend told us about where they put hot people on an island and then they can't have sex, but they don't know that they can't have sex. (laughs) so dumb. I forgot what that one's called. Too hot to handle. Yes, 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 yes. That one is ridiculous. That one's on Netflix if anyone wants to watch it. It's... That's crazy shit. That's good entertainment. Yeah. I think that one, that one's better actually, because it doesn't give you this like unrealistic mm-hmm. expectation unless you're also like an Instagram influencer. Yeah. Of like, ah, oh, I could make it on this show where I get sent to an island and then twelve hours after meeting all these other super hot people, I'm told I can't have sex with any yeah. of them. Yeah, for sure. Or even like <clears throat> touch them. They can't do like anything. No, they like lose points, lose money as a group if they yeah. do. Yeah, Mm. no. I don't have any... Like, that was just crazy. Like, The Bachelor has, like... Honestly, I could go without watching it and just read, like, plot lines, and I'd be fine. Mm. But I have to watch it to, like, understand some of the, like, memes or be able to talk to my sister about it. Right. It's more of, like, a communal activity at this point. Yeah. That makes sense. I feel like I've kind of kept up with The Bachelor in the last few years just because it's big on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So, like, sometimes I'll see it trending and I'll literally, like, look it up quick and Mm -hmm. be like, what is this joke about? (laughs) So I can understand and be, like, with it. Yeah. One of the cool kids. Yeah. One of the cool tweeters. (laughs) I think let's get into the actual, like, what The Bachelor is for a moment. I'm sure most people know. So we don't have to, like, explain it too much. Mm -hmm. So... From what I understand, one season, every season, there's either a bachelor or a bachelorette, mm-hmm. and then there's a group of people of the opposite gender, so to say, mm-hmm. 
And then the bachelor or bachelorette, the singular one, picks one of the members of the opposite gender mm-hmm. and is like, I'm going to marry you. And every week they dwindle it down. Yes. How many do they start with? Like 30 or something. What? Yeah. It's like, it's an insane number to begin with. And then he just, like, they send like 10 people home on day one. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I th- Those might be dramatic numbers, but I know... I want to know how many Libras make it through day one. Oh my gosh. We make really good first impressions, apparently. And we're very charming. Yeah. So I feel like, oh, I would love to see the star signs of the the Bachelor contestants who make it past the first round. I'm going to make like a, oh, I'm going to make a big data sheet about that. It's going to be really fun. So there were 30 women on Peter the Pilot season. Mm. Um, Petey. I don't know... Matt had 24 women. Or, 32. Sorry, I can't read. 32. So, it's a good number to start off with. And they get through it in, I don't know, how many weeks. Like, and it's, a week is a lie. When they say, like, this week, they mean, like, this three days. And then this three days. And then there's, like, a day off. Wait, okay. So, from first night to proposal... How long did they know each other? A couple of months. Like, I I can't be convinced that it's much longer. Hold on. No wonder a lot of them break up after the show is done. You, like, barely know somebody after two months. Yeah. Like, you don't even say I love you, and you're out here preparing, proposing marriage to them? Yeah. It's gotten a lot more common in recent seasons for there not to be a proposal. For there to be, like, a, you're the person that I want to continue with, mm. but I'm not ready to be engaged. Like, I want to date you. <clears throat> yeah. And okay. then I think those couples mostly break up. Because that's what happened at the end of Matt's season that just ended. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what happened with Hannah Brown. Mm. And that's definitely what happened with, honestly, most of them. I'm pretty sure Peter and Colton both also didn't end engaged hmm. the last engagement we saw was Tasha's season when i don't know if Tasha ended engaged i don't remember but, but i don't think she did there was somebody else there was another bachelorette at the beginning of the season and she picked a guy on like week three. Oh, and then they switched they picked a and new one just, right yeah those two just left and they yeah. picked a new bachelorette yeah i remember seeing people like predicting that online because yeah. it got leaked Nine weeks is how long one of the seasons filmed. Yeah. So it's it's a couple of months. The way that I know at least one person that I've been interested in for more than a year and I haven't said more than like four words to them at one time. <laughs> but these people are like, other than recently, like I remember being a kid and like the engagement episode was huge. Mm-hmm. And they always did, like, the wedding specials, too, if they actually got married. Okay. I don't know what the last wedding we even had was. Right. I'm thinking of this blonde woman. She was on The Bachelor. They got married. They got divorced. And it was, like, a huge deal. There was a lot of drama involved. I'm I'm getting a G. Like, a while ago? Yeah. I wouldn't know. I don't know anything about The Bachelor before 2019. I'm gonna look it up. I'm going to look it up. Um, So I have another question for you while I look this up. Yeah. So 
for context for people who don't watch The Bachelor, one thing that I know about The Bachelor is that they always have like what is it called? Like the the sweets episode. It's one of those fantasy sweets. Fantasy sweets where they spend the night together. Yes. Is it usual or unusual for them to have sex? They don't tell us most of the time. Oh. Um, <clears throat> I think I can think of one example where I know for a fact that they had sex, and that was Hannah Brown and Peter. How do you know? Because they were very open about it. Oh, okay. They had sex multiple times in the windmill. <laughs> in a windmill? <laughs> in a windmill. Like an actual windmill or like a bed it's shape like, an, like a it's, windmill? It's like a, an Airbnb that's like in, in a windmill. Hold on. Okay. Let me show you. Bachelor windmill. It was in, in there. They fucked in there multiple times. Multiple Why? times. And they were very, very open about it, like, to the point where, like, they discussed it in, like, after the final rose, and one of the other guys, like, left because he found out she was, like, planning on sleeping with somebody, and, like, it was, like, a whole thing. So we know that those two had sex. But other than that, usually fantasy suites end, and they wake up with, like, no shirts on. Or, like, the girl has a shirt on and the guy doesn't or whatever. And they wake up and they're, like, cuddling. And they're, like, we just got so much time to really talk. And, like, there weren't any cameras so we could, like, talk about what we wanted to. And, like, they would never explicitly say we did or we didn't. Um, Oh, I guess Peter, when Peter was the bachelor, we know he slept with some of those girls. Because he slept with them after the one that he picked at the end told him that she wasn't sure he she could continue if he chose to sleep with other girls. And then he slept oh, with other yes. girls and picked her. And she still went through with it? She did and was kind of like, we are going to see what happens. And then they broke up, like, way shortly after Oof. The, the show ended. And then he ended up dating one of the women he sent home, like, earlier. Mm-hmm. That's kind of wild. Mm-hmm. Like, a while. Like, she wasn't even, like, his final four. The one that he ended up with. Yeah. I just can't get over the fact that someone would watch me on TV going through that awkward first parts of dating. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, who's confident enough to do that? Hot people? Hot people? Yeah. This is just too hot to handle, it's, except they're is, allowed to date. This is hot Propaganda. And they can have sex if Just they make it far enough through. Hot people propaganda, 100%. Oh, hot people propaganda. Do you ever watch The Bachelor Path? No. So I watched it... Bachelor, the ones that I told you, and then there was a Winter Games one um, where they brought in people from, like, other countries. There they brought in a girl. So they bring in people from, like, Canada, Australia, uh, UK, like, those, like, The Bachelor of those. They brought somebody from The Bachelor Japan who did not speak English. And they put her in this this dating show with all of these people from English-speaking countries. How was she supposed to compete? I don't... Like, literally, she was, like, the butt of all of the jokes. Because they'd, like, ask her a question and she'd just, like, smile back and laugh. And they'd, like, do that to her. Like, it was messy. But I watched that and I watched uh, Paradise. Hmm. So Bachelor Pad was like an elimination-style trivia show. Okay. Where you could win $250,000 at the end. 
It was only on for three seasons from 2010 to 2013. Okay. And then Bachelor in Paradise replaced it. Good. Oh, the contestants live together in a mansion and take part in challenges to prevent elimination, go on dates with contestants of their choice, and choose other contestants to eliminate. So it's like Survivor, but you're dating. So it's not a trivia show. Oh, shit. I have something we need to talk about. Okay. The champagne bottle thing. Oh my god, that was iconic. Remind me of, someone brought a champagne bottle, right? Yeah. One of the contestants, um, I don't remember whose season, was it Peter? No. I don't remember whose season it was. I don't know. Hold on. I think it was the season with two bitches with the same name. The There's two Hannahs. always. The Hannah seasons. Okay, so Peter. Yeah. Anyway, this girl brought from home a really nice expensive bottle of wine that she's been waiting, like, years to open. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of years. And she brings it and she sets it up all romantic-like and then goes to find him. While she's looking for him, another girl stumbles upon that with him and is like, oh my god, what a cute little setup. Did the bachelor, like, they don't ask, like, did the producers do this or whatever. They just, like, show up and they're like. Right, because you would assume that it is the producers doing that. Like, there's probably alcohol everywhere. everywhere. (laughs) And, like, cute little setups and whatever. Right. So they stumble on it and they're like, oh, this is so cute. Let's sit on. And they pop the bottle and they start drinking it. And then she finds them drinking her bottle and is like, I've been waiting years to open that on a special occasion. <laughs> and here we are. And like, she's really pissed. And the girl who opened the bottle is like, how the fuck was I supposed to know? And it's like the first episode. So no one's like friends yet. So they're just like, right. I don't care about She's your- like, I don't even know your name. Exactly. She's like, I don't care about your bottle. And like, some of the girls are, oh. She shouldn't have done that. And so we're like, I mean, yeah, how is she supposed to know? But it was fucking hilarious. That's a good example of how I'm pretty sure the producers of The Bachelor are evil. Oh, yeah. They do this shit on purpose. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't have any other questions for right now. Okay. So let's take a little break. And then we can come back and we can talk about Chris Harrison a little bit. We can get into him a little bit. Let's do it. And we're back. Um, so this is going to be the part where we dive into the recent stuff about Chris Harrison and who we're going to call racist Rachel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but first, we're going to try another pickle. So my new favorite pickles are Grillo's pickles. We've actually had them together before because I got them at Costco one time because it said world's best pickles on them. And I was like, I want to see that. It doesn't say that anymore, though. Hmm. But they're definitely the same pickles. Okay. It was a very distinctive design. Yeah got like that like western font on it mm-hmm. and then a a pickle that looks like hank hill if he was a pickle <laughs> sitting in a lawn chair <laughs> but yeah Rhiannon said they smell bad they did smell bad when she first opened it i haven't smelled it again mm, they're very garlicky and dilly there's like nice big garlic chunks in here i see those those probably taste good <sighs> probably all right let's both take one they're spears by the way so are mine. Spears are the best for snacking. Yeah. Coins, chips, whatever you call them. Those are only good for sandwiches. 
So color-wise, they're a lot lighter. They're very pale. They're honestly lighter than like a cucumber almost. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of look like a vampire pickle. They're very crunchy. Very sour. Yeah, they are very sour. That's what I like about them. They taste like... I'm trying to get ASMR in there. They taste like, um, I think Jimmy John's pickles. Mm hmm. They do. The um, owner, Travis Grillo, writes that it's a hundred year old recipe passed down from his grandfather. What is in this shit? Um, there wasn't a Jimmy John's in my hometown, but there was one like 45 minutes away in another town that I rarely went to. But my sister and I had to go there a couple of times for volleyball camps. And every day after volleyball camp, well not every day, we did it like three times, we would go to Jimmy John's and just walk in and ask for pickles and then eat them on the drive home. Because I hate Jimmy John's, like bread and sandwiches, like they're gross. Um, but I love the pickles, so we would just go get pickles and then eat them on the drive home, and it was the best thing. Alright, I'm trying to remember all of the ratings from last time. Crunchiness. They're pretty crunchy. I don't know... I, asked, I don't know where I would put them with the other ones, because I honestly don't remember now. That's fair. I could just open them. They're still right in front of me. I think these ones are less crunchy than the original ones. Yeah. Although, I think when the first ones get to their three days, they'd probably be about as crunchy as these. Yeah. Oh, they're so sour. Do you like the color? Do you like that they look like pickle corpses? I don't really have an opinion on that. It's just a pickle color. Okay. When I say they look like vampire pickles or pickles but dead corpses, I'm not lying. That's yeah. what they look like. They're very pale. Ooh, especially next to the cucumber ones that I have. Because mm-hmm. those are very green. Yeah. A vibrant yellow green. Well, those are like, those have turmeric in them. Like, they put turmeric in these pickles to make them that, like, flaky yeah. green color. Yeah. Which I don't care. I don't give a shit what the color the pickles are. It's just like vinegar, salt, water. Mm-hmm. And spices, anyways. So. Yeah, and this one specifically calls out that there is no yellow dye in it. Yeah, it's turmeric. Yeah. Um, turmeric. Overall, what do you think of them? I know you said they're kind of sour. Yeah, I think that they're good. I think that I don't. I don't know how much I, more I would spend on that than a regular pickle. Mm, that's fair. I don't remember how much these were. I don't think they were that expensive comparatively. Maybe okay. like four bucks. Maybe five. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I would put them next to a sandwich, but I wouldn't want to just sit down and eat a jar like I do with with other ones. Hmm. You know? Interesting. I love them. Okay. I I, I literally would eat, like, five or six at a time if I could. I would I sit down the and eat this as a jar. The thing about the grillos is that they're sour. Yeah. So it kind of keeps you from eating all of them. I guess. It's kind of that's my whole thing. I think my thing with pickles in general is just there's something at some point where the pickles stop me. Yeah, like the fakey green ones stop me because my jaw feels weird from all the vinegar. Grillo stops me because it's getting sour, but I still love them. I just don't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, like, what? What's a, what's a jar of pickles? They're not that many calories. A fifth. This one's five per spear. One, one ounce of... So, two-thirds of a spear is zero calories, which means one spear would be at least one calorie. Yep. Because they have to put it that way. So, if you say one calorie per spear, it says there are about 15 in here. This is a 15-calorie snack. I fucking love pickles. And I don't count calories, but this makes me feel like a health queen. No, me too. I found that out a few years ago, that pickles mm-hmm. are, like, little to no calories, and I was like... Those keto bitches wish they were me. Yeah. So, Gorilla's Pickles. Pretty good. Kind of sour. World's best pickle? Probably not. Mm-mm. I think my grandma's got you beat. Anyway, let's get into some stuff. Let's do it. So, Chris Harrison is the host of all of the shows yeah. with some version of Bachelor in Literally it. Literally every single one of them. What are they called? Bachelor Nation. Mm-hmm. He hosts everything in Bachelor Nation. Yes. Everything. Even everything. He is the guy. Um, and he has been forever. So he had there's a controversy with him. Controversy. Controversy, controversy <laughs> with him lately. Um, Rhiannon, if you want to explain and then I'll try to fill in gaps based on the very, very little that I just researched. So because most of what I do is watch the show and not, like, pay attention to everything else that's happening on social media, I didn't find out about this until after most people did. Um, But, and obviously they're not going to talk about it on the show. So, like, they don't really address it. They try to push it it down, down, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, So what I know is that Chris Harrison was on Rachel Lindsay's podcast. There's somebody else on the podcast with her that's also from The Bachelor Nation, but I don't know who she is. Um, might be JoJo or something. I don't know. But she's she's on... He comes onto their podcast, and they're talking about Racist Rachel from Matt's season, um, who I'm sure... I feel like has done more, but what I know is about um, antebellum parties that she would go to. Mm-hmm. And there were pictures online of her at these antebellum parties and, like... Surrounded by all of her white friends, celebrating on plantations and whatever. Yep. Um, so they're talking about this, and Chris Harrison, at at some point, says on Rachel's or on Rachel Lindsay's podcast, um, "We all need to have a little grace, a little understanding, a little compassion." Because I've seen some stuff online, this judge, jury, executioner thing. Where people are just tearing into this, or ch- tearing this girl's life apart and diving into like her parents, her parents' voting record. I haven't heard Rachel speak on this yet. Until I actually hear this woman have a chance to speak, who am I to say any of this? And then Rachel Lindsay pointed out that racist Rachel had had six weeks after like the scandal broke to say something and hasn't. Um, and then Harris continued to defend her, saying. Who is Rachel Lindsay and who is Chris Harrison and who is whatever woke police person out there? Who are you to tell her to speak out? I've heard this a lot of, I think she should, I think he should. Who the hell are you? Who are you and who are you to demand that? He says that to a black woman for calling somebody out on doing racist shit. He says, who are you to do this? Chris Harrison, who are you? Yeah. 
outside of the Bachelor Nation, I don't think anybody knows your fucking name. Yeah. I kept getting your name wrong because you're not even the most famous Chris that hosts some sort of reality show. No. So he said that, and then I know that it they took him off of after the final rose this season, and he's not hosting The Bachelorette next season. Mm-hmm. But the show has been very wishy-washy about, like, saying that he's gone or saying he's fired or saying he quit. They're just saying he won't be hosting this. So that's pretty much all I know. I know there's a lot more to it than that, but that's all that I know. I think you I think you summed it up pretty well. The one thing I want to add, which we would have gotten into at some point too, these new hosts. Mm-hmm. So the new hosts are both, from what I understand, previous Bachelor contestants. They're both women. I think who competed that, on The Bachelor. Yeah, I know Tasha was the last Bachelorette. I don't. I'm pretty sure the other person is also a Bachelorette, but I don't know. I think that would have been before I started watching. Um, Caitlin Bristow. Okay. Yeah, I don't know who that is. She's definitely a contestant. Um, I don't know if she was actually a bachelorette at all. Okay. But they're going to be hosting. Oh, it's not even just them. It says oh. Tasha Adams, Caitlin Bristow, and a rotating cast of former, former bachelorette alum. Oh. So those are just the first two that okay. they said. They're just going to have, like, different people. So it's like each week somebody else is hosting. Right. Interesting. Weird. Instead of just picking... Somebody to replace Chris Harrison? Like Yeah. I won't get rid of poor Chrissy boy. Yeah. He they like I don't I don't know why they're so keen to hold on to him. It's not like he's really part of the show. Right. He's like not. he's been hosting. No for one's so long, watching but, like, to see him. No. They don't they're not gonna care which yeah. middle aged white dude is hosting this show. Yeah. So the thing about the new host that's interesting to me is like Obviously, it's worth addressing that Tasha is a black woman. Mm-hmm. And I think it was probably, like, I don't think they're doing it to be like, yes, we should have more black women hosting TV shows when dating. It's very clearly like, oh, shit, somebody on our show got caught being racist. Somebody else got caught defending the yeah. racist person. Let's put a person of color yeah. right in front, center, to mm-hmm. save our asses. Yeah. Which is so, it's so disappointing that they had to get to that point to consider, like, making black people central. That's where it was when um, Matt was announced as the next Bachelor. Matt's the first black Bachelor. Mm -hmm. And he's, like, what, this is, like, season 23 or something? It's on right now. Yeah. And The Bachelor's been on since 2002. Yeah. So they've had almost 20 years Mm -hmm. to put a black man in there. And then they just started doing it after, um, like, the shooting of George Floyd and all of the protests that followed. It was, like, shortly after that that they announced he would be next. And it felt very, like... Saving their own asses. Yeah. I I always get really mixed feelings about that. Because on one hand, like, it's good to see it. And I'm mm-hmm. glad we're seeing it. Because, like, dating culture is so intertwined with racism. Mm-hmm. People only talk about how it's intertwined with misogyny, but it's so intertwined with racism and colorism, too. Um, So it's nice to see it. It's a good way to kind of, like, challenge that a little bit. But the timing of it is just, like, you're just trying to save your own asses. Mm -hmm. Which is disappointing. And that's, there's, that's the other thing is, like, they, 
on seasons, whether the the bachelor is white or black, they have like somebody who's known as like a racist in every season. Jesus. And like they say something to they say something problematic to one of the black contestants and like that's like a like a common thing for something like that to happen. So they're just like they're not they're like the show is re traumatizing. Yeah. Like I don't know if re-traumatizing is even the best word, but, like, that's what it's doing. It's just, like, it's traumatizing the people that they put in there. Yeah. By putting them in toxic scenarios and, like, not doing anything to protect them. Right. Yeah. Like, that's... (laughs) I think think the, uh, like, tagline of The Bachelor could be, we're putting people in toxic scenarios and not protecting them from Mm -hmm. any of it. But, like, especially for contestants of color. Yeah. For sure. Let's talk about these, like, every season there always seems to be some contestant with a racist background. Mm-hmm. You know they're doing background checks on these people. Mm-hmm. So it tells you, like, what they're actually looking for and what they're willing to sidestep every season as yeah. well. Yeah. And then you can tell, because usually it's when a girl ha- has made it pretty far. Mm-hmm. Then it'll come out that she did this thing. Um, like, I think in Peter's season, there was a girl who, um, like, modeled Trump stuff or something in a photo shoot, and, like, when that came out, a lot of people were, rightly so, like, not happy about that. Right. Um, which I think gets into the, the interesting thing that I think the show is really struggling with is finding their balance between keeping the masses happy because they need to figure out if the masses that they're trying to appeal to are leftist masses or central Republican masses. Because if if they suddenly started doing what I think would be really good for the show, or what the general Bachelor Nation thought was good for the show, they might lose a third of their viewers who are like, eh, you're not letting the racists on anymore, you know? Okay, so this made me think of something. The Bachelor and all other reality TV shows. I think it's not unfair, but unrealistic to expect reality shows that thrive off of drama and scandal to be even a little bit dedicated to social justice. Mm -hmm. Like, being anti-racist is not fun, Mm -mm. so to say. Not saying, like, as a personal choice, it's not fun. I'm saying nobody wants to watch a show like that. People watch shitty, like, catfighty type shows like The Bachelor Mm -hmm. because they want to see people, like, saying shit like that. They want to catch them doing scandalous shit. Mm -hmm. So, like, not that I think we're doing it, but it would be so wrong of anybody else to, like, depend on The Bachelor to be, like, the epitome of, like, an anti-racist yes, TV yes, show. That's, yeah. Like, no, girl. <laughs> Go watch something else. Yeah. That's not what people are there for. People are there for people to be messy. Yeah. Not saying it's right. It's definitely not right. Um, it's like you said, they continue to put contestants of color into really uncomfortable situations on purpose, and mm-hmm. they don't help them. But, like, we can't expect reality TV shows and their producers to be the people to, like, lead the teach, revolution. Yeah, lead anything, teach anyone anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I don't think that teaching should be what they're doing, but they got to be better at, like... Recognizing it? Like, teaching... Like, if the show... If the show itself had been very diverse and inclusive and whatever the whole time, all those the sexy words, if they had been doing the right thing all along and hadn't been teaching anything, like, that's one thing. But the fact that they've been super problematic the whole way through and have been ex- excluding... Um, Honestly, people of color, there used to be, you could tell when watching, you'd be like, okay, well, um, until more recent seasons, you'd be like, there are the three black people that are here, and one of them's going to get sent home pretty early, the other one's going to be in the middle, and then one of them's going to make it a little far, but won't win. Right. And, like, that was a pretty, pretty established pattern that you could see. Yeah, they definitely had token contestants. And, like, if, if they hadn't been doing that, if the whole time through they had been equitable and if their cast and crew was representative of the population and like whatever then that would have been it's that would have been better than where they are now you know but the fact that they aren't teaching and they're being shitty instead of just like doing the stuff but not like teaching or being like really open about it now that it's changing it's going to be looking more problematic for other people you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, if they had been doing it right from the beginning, the Republicans probably wouldn't have noticed. But because they're just now starting to do it, the Republicans are knowing and they're mad. You know? Mm-hmm. If any of that made sense. I think so. I can't really tell for sure, though. <laughs> I'm not a trustworthy source here. So, I pulled up some birth chart information on some of the folks we've been talking about. Let's get into it. First of all, Chris Harrison. I had to look him up myself because apparently no one's done it before. So according to what I found, he was born on July 26, 1971 in Dallas, Texas. Birth time is unknown, so I can't give you a rising sign. He's a Leo son. Leo men are a lot. They're narcissistic. Okay. Sometimes to a clinical extent. Ooh. Um, they have like a god complex because of it. That feels like uh, like Leo men and Aquarius men god complexes. Leo feels like a bad god complex. And yeah, Aquarius feels a little bit better. You're saying that because of Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I agree. Um, I love Aquaman though. Anyway, so he's a Leo son. So other than being narcissistic, to god complex, they're very vain. Like, if you think I'm vain and would have... you, Rhiannon's told me I would have a really fun time with a ring light before, and she's told me to buy one. Leos are worse. Okay, when I told Courtney to get a ring light, she said, No, I'd be too powerful. I'd never stop taking <laughs> selfies. I don't want to, like, put a number on how often I take selfies or even, like, how often I admire myself. But I've almost gotten into a car accident before because I was looking at myself in the mirror. God. (laughs) Anyway, Leos are worse than that. Worse than that. They've been in car accidents. This is a Leo son. Son is like your, from what I understand about son, it's your most like, I don't want to say noticeable traits, but it's kind of like these like traits that you kind of just like have and like, they're very constant in your life. Um, so those are probably very constant for him, regardless of, like, where he is and stuff. Mm -hmm. 
Whereas your rising sign is like your the first thing you present to people. So like people might describe you when they first meet you as your rising sign, but then more as your sun sign when they get to know you. What's my rising sign? I think you're a Scorpio rising. That makes sense. <sighs> feel condescending. No, because everyone's terrified of me. Yeah, but you're also a Scorpio sun, so it's not like they change their minds when they get to know you okay, that way. They do. That's kind of like I'm a Libra rising and a Libra sun. So people like are like, oh, that bitch is a Libra. And then the more they get to know me, they're like, she really is a Libra. So I'm Scorpio, Scorpio? Yeah. So they see me and they're like, this bitch is a Scorpio. And then they're like, well, this bitch really is a Scorpio. Yeah. Is that true? Did you think that? Yeah. Okay. Because, like, I know I know enough to know that Scorpios aren't scary. Okay. Because I have, like, some of the people I'm most close with in my life have always been Scorpios. I think that when people first meet me, they think of me as, like, the, the like, very stereotypical Scorpio. Yes. And then when they get to know me, they learn what a Scorpio really is. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I think me growing up with two Scorpios in my household has given me this nice little insight into Scorpios, which is why I was like, oh, she's a Scorpio, I'm not afraid of her anymore. But if you would have been like, I'm a, I'm a Capricorn, I would have been like, I'm still scared of you. Anyway, here's Leo Sun. It's a Virgo moon. Dun, dun, dun. Moon's how you handle your emotions. Earth signs are known for not having emotions. That's what I was just going to say. I don't think Chris Harrison has emotions he doesn't give a fuck no he literally will, like, <laughs> about anybody out. except himself someone will be absolutely sobbing on the show like jumping a fence emotional I've breakdown seen those clips. and then chris harrison just walks up and he's like how are you feeling oh. <laughs> that man is heartless literally or like something crazy like they'll have like a, a big argument or like one of the girls like walks out and he's like really emotional about like whatever that specific thing is and like clearly they just need a second to themselves probably without cameras for a second and they send chris harrison in and he's just like i know this is really hard on you we're gonna talk about it real quick <laughs> i know this is really hard on you but i need you to just start spilling shit right now yeah okay so speaking of that he's also a virgo Mer- mercury and mercury is all about communication mm-hmm. Virgos are judgmental, blunt. So, like, that makes sense. He's very <laughs> blunt and to the point and not stopping to be like, oh, maybe, maybe I should stop for a second and a give minute. them a moment. No. He's all business. He's like, this is my job. Not your job, too. The Cancer Venus. Venus is, like, typically, like, your love life, your aesthetic, what you're attracted to. Okay. Um, cancers, when it comes to, like, cancer aesthetics, I always think of Ariana Grande. Okay. So, like, it's kind of soft, but still, like, trendy. I don't know anything Cancers about in general are Chris soft, Harrison's but also crazy. I know he just recently got a divorce. But I don't know anything about, like, who he was married to. That's fair. More aesthetic-wise, he looks like he's had some work done, for sure. Oh, yeah. Trendy. That's soft. Yeah. <laughs> Like a cancer. Like a cancer. Okay, I don't know enough about the rest of this birth chart planets to know what things mean yet. Okay. His only Libra placements are Uranus and Lilith. Don't don't know what that means. (sighs) Means I wouldn't like him very much, I think. Needs more Libra. 
All right. Let's get into some more birth charts. Tasha. Let's get into Tasha. Uh-oh. What? She's a Virgo. Tasha's a Virgo. She's a good Virgo. Tasha was born September 4th, 1990. Oh, her full chart. Hello. Oh, no. She's a Virgo sun, Pisces moon. Pisces moons are so that's so sad they like weaponize their emotions basically like more than a pisces sun would i'm like trying to remember what happened on her season and see if anything fits that but i honestly started checking out at the end of her season because they just didn't let us like give us enough time to get close to them all because she only had like half a season Mm. sucks like chris harrison she's a virgo mercury okay is she fairly like straight to the point when she speaks Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I feel and like she's a Leo Venus. I'm gonna check out this outfit she's got I, on. I can't remember when oh, Tasha's yes. season aired. I think... just, these are some Leo vibes with this outfit. It's very like she's wearing a plain black dress in this outfit, but it's got a huge slit up the side, so drama. Yeah. It's got super cute, like gold and sparkly black details on the top of the slit. Some, like, looks like, if not bedazzled, like cufflink. Or chain, that's a better word for it. Okay. Like, chain straps for the spaghetti straps on the top. Yeah. And, like, just a nice, simple, but still, like, very shiny, glamorous heel. Very Leo. It's, like... It's just... It's beautiful, obviously, because it's, like, The Bachelor. Yeah. But it's, like, kind of glamorous. A little dramatic with the big slit up the leg. And kind of shimmery, but not, like, gaudy. Yeah. That makes... I'm going to add her, for now, to the list of Virgos that are okay. Like, okay. Beyonce. Good. And I think maybe Zendaya. I think Zendaya's a Virgo. Really? She might be. I have to forgive her if she is. But yeah, that's Tasha. Virgo sun, Pisces moon. Rian's eating her crunchy pickles again. And let's get into one more here. Um, Caitlin Bristow. She's the other um, person that's been named as a, I'm going to call them hosts because they're going to be hosting. Yeah. But Bachelor Nation does not want to call the former contestants who are taking Chris Harrison's place next season. They won't call them hosts because I don't think they want to close the door on that and make people think like, yeah, Chris Harrison will be gone. Even though if they were smart, they would. Yeah. Like, cut your ties now. Let's see. She's a Gemini. Ooh, this article says Gemini is one of the best signs at dating in all the Zodiac. Only Libra can give them a run for their money. I haven't had a partner since 2017. (laughs) I almost said 2020. Oops. You're so good at dating, though. Yeah, I'm really great at dating. That's why... I haven't been contacted by the last couple people that I've been on dates with in months and months and months and months and months. I love being ghosted. Yeah, I can't really find anything else for her, and I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not interested in her enough to look into it more. Facts. So she's a Gemini. She kind of looks like Gemini. She looks like the kind of means. She looks like like the kind of girl that would lie to your face. Okay. Yeah. She'd be a good bachelor host. They should get a Gemini on there. Hell yeah. 
her and Tasia would actually be really good. Yeah. Like a Virgo and a Gemini. Gemini gives you the, the two-faced things where they'll go to one girl and be like, yeah, he definitely said this. And then go to the other girl and be like, no, he didn't say this. Mm-hmm. But then, and then Tasha would just give you some good commentary because Virgos are judgmental as hell. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> okay. Ooh, we've been talking for almost 35 minutes this oh time. Oh, good. Okay. Um, let's take another break. And then we're going to come back and just talk about kind of the old Bachelorette stuff. Okay. The, the original Bachelor. And I think just diving a little bit more into the history of, like, racism on The Bachelor. Okay. And eat some more pickles. We'll be back. And welcome back. Um, we're going to start with another pickle. Ugh. Rhiannon's not excited because we have bread and butter or spears this time. The last two have been dill. The last one will be dill. But this one's bread and butter. She's going to take a bite first, and then I'm going to end up finishing it. I thought I had, like, the coins, like, the really small slices. Turns out I have spears, so I'm really sorry, Rhiannon. Why are they called bread and butter? Because they're the bread and butter of pickles. I don't know, because they're sweet, like, butter. off of the spear had the piece in her mouth it like touched her tongue and she went <gasps> and just like her jaw dropped i just like it collapsed into myself this movie implode that's nasty i don't like that at all well now i have a whole spear yeah you do you enjoy that i will i'm gonna eat another one of my cucumber ones you know that's fair I also didn't have a cutting board out when I was cutting these, so I literally just took a paring knife and cucumbers and, like, went like this in the air. <laughs> Some of these just look like this. I was kind of wondering. I was like, that must have been a really wonky cucumber. Nope. Just me being dumb. Um. Zero. <laughs> um, what did you think of the crunchiness? Don't remember. <laughs> I blacked out when that shit hit my <laughs> I think the crunchiness is pretty good. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be comparable to like the last one we have, which is like a store bought mm-hmm. dill that is still the pickles that came in the jar. <laughs> it's not it's less crunchy than the other two, yeah. just for that reason. It has the dark green, light green. Yep, it has like the fake green color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in, we're into the turmeric ones. Um, obviously taste wise, Rhiannon says zero. Disgusting. I don't like them as much as I like dill, mostly because I can't eat them as fast. But I love a sweet pickle. My grandmother makes crock pickles. Have you do you watch, do you watch SpongeBob? Duh. Okay. Do you know the episode where he goes to like try he like tries Gary's food and he like licks it, and when his tongue touches him, he goes what? and like he like dries out really fast. Yeah. That's what just happened to me when that pickle <laughs> hit my tongue. Yeah, honestly, that was. I, I saw it. Like, I saw you theoretically dry up yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Literally, yeah. too. I'm just so dry. Yeah, your whole body, like, shriveled up a little. Like, you kind of just curled into yourself. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, that was the worst. Yeah. Um, Rena said zero. I'm going to say, like, 
seven. I like them. Not as much. Like I said, my grandmother makes crock pickles. She makes a lot of homemade pickles, but crock pickles are my favorite. Um, and those are just pickles that are made in a crock. Not a crock pot. I recently learned that that's <laughs> different. What? Oh, do you know what a crock is? No. So a crock is like this old-fashioned dish. Let me look it up. Ironically enough, my nickname in my family is crock. So I thought she just called them that because I loved them. This is this is a crock. It's dishware. Oh. So they're just like these like giant fucking pots that come with lids. And they're like pottery. Anyway, so people used to like make stuff in them and they're really nice for things that you need to let sit and like ferment for a while or whatever. So she makes them in the crock, so she calls them crock, but I don't actually know. You know how we call pickles like bread and butter or dill? She calls them crocks because they're made in a crock, but like you don't, you don't see know, me calling this like, a jar pickle. Yeah. It's not specific enough. Yeah. So you don't anyway, know like, what she uses. Or... They're, they're not as sweet as bread and butter, but they're a little bit sweet. Okay. Um, but kind of savory still too. They're very good. There's a lot of, there's a lot of flavors going on there, but I really like them. Um, they're not made in a crock pot. So that being said, I love those. I love bread and butter pickles. I love sweet, weird stuff. Bread and butter pickles are just weird. That's the thing about them. And I love weird pickles. I don't. I like weird foods in general. Now I want bread. And butter. And butter. I have some, but I'm not getting any for you right now. That's okay. Okay, as long as you're okay with that I'm and you accept okay with it. That. Okay, so let's dive into a little bit more about The Bachelor, I guess. Okay. So we're going to dive into, like, the old Bachelor a little bit, which, like, is kind of hard, because I thought Rihanna had been watching for a long time no. before I was like, let's talk about the old Bachelor. And then she was like, I've been watching since 2019. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. Anyway, The Bachelor's been around since 2002. Oh, here's what we were going to talk about. Not, like, old, old, but older than, like, the Chris Harrison scandal from this year. We had to talk about Demi. The bisexual bachelorette, if you will. This makes me so sad down to my core. Mm-hmm. Because I had so much hope in Demi. Right. And then was disappointed. You can't trust white women. Mm-mm. Not even yourself. Mm-mm. So, Demi... If you don't know, was on Colton's season of The Bachelor, and then went on to go to Paradise. And while in Paradise and starting a relationship with a, a man on the island, Demi's girlfriend showed up on the island, and that was Demi's like coming out to Bachelor Nation was like through that, and then that's trash. Yeah. And then they ended up engaged and worked together for a little little while, but their engagement broke off, and she's dated some guys since then. I don't know if she's dated any girls. If she has, it hasn't been as, like, publicized. Mm. Or, like, she hasn't posted as much about it. Um, Either way, um, she was, like, the only queer representation on The Bachelor that I had seen. Right. Was her. If anybody else is or anybody else who is or has been on the show and is queer i don't know about them so for me like demi i think i think she's the first openly queer yeah bachelor nation contestant yeah because i remember a lot of people saying like holy shit the first bisexual bachelor contestant yeah and i would know like 
she she talked about a lot of things that I really liked hearing talked about on the internet or on the internet and on like TV and whatever like just isn't talked about like how being in the closet for so long like made her not trust physical touch as much and like things like that that I had never considered being like a part of like things about me that I knew that I hadn't thought about through my sexuality before you know Mm -hmm. so like I know that I'm not very comfortable with physical touch and I don't like it but I never knew really why but then when she said that I was kind of like oh that makes sense like I didn't want to touch my friends because I didn't want to like be weird but like then I didn't want to touch guys either so it was just like this weird like this weird way of being queer, being in the closet, kind of, like, influencing the rest of me that I had never heard talked about. So hearing Demi say that, I was like, I I really liked Demi. And then she shows up with a Confederate flag on her jacket one day. I see that picture, and my reaction is very similar to that of eating a bread bread and butter pickle. Yeah. I was deflated. I was so upset. Oh, I have a lot of thoughts about this. Um, I remember hearing about Demi as well. And not... (laughs) I wasn't intrigued in her enough to watch The Bachelor (laughs) that season. (laughs) But I was like, oh, cool, like, queer Bachelor. And I remember my mom watching The Bachelor as a kid, so it's kind of like... It's kind of cool to be like, wow, that would have been interesting if there would have been a queer character that I might have even... Or queer person Mm -hmm. on a reality show that I might have been introduced to even a little bit as a Mm -hmm. kid. Like, via my mom watching and me catching glimpses of it. Um, But I have a couple of thoughts. Um, So, first of all, it's always so disappointing when you see someone on TV, especially a real person, like, they're not playing a character, Mm -hmm. they're them, um, that share some sort of identity with you, but they don't share your values as much. It's so disheartening. Mm -hmm. 100%. The other thing is, like, about being bisexual, especially, is there's this idea that bisexuals are, I I don't want to say, like, better at social justice, but there's this idea that bisexuals are more drawn towards social justice because we are marginalized in such a nuanced way, Mm -hmm. really, Um, as compared to, like, I think it's part of, like, being caught in the middle, so to say. I hate to say that because yeah. I don't think of my sexuality as between gay and straight. Mm-hmm. But there's something about being bisexual and it being, like, a um, like a minority in straight and queer communities mm-hmm. that there's always this expectation that you're, like, woke, so yeah. to say. And, like, that's not fair because it's giving people more credit than they deserve sometimes yeah 100% because like speaking the same thing I always expect every time I hear I learn that somebody's queer in any way I'm like in my head I assume that they are left-leaning at least right if not like leftists and like aware of issues other than queer issues yeah or even like we both know somebody who is a lesbian and also conservative mm-hmm. and like carries a lot of like conservative viewpoints on things including other queer people yep but she herself is like okay with gayness but not like she 
very outwardly has told us that, like, she doesn't believe that bi people exist. Yeah. So, like, when I hear someone's gay, I'm automatically giving them more credit yeah. for, like, being a leftist than they deserve. I think it's it's weird, because I feel like, thinking about, like, why we do that, um, a couple things that come to mind. First, media representation. Queer characters on TV shows and in movies are always, like, the hippie characters, the mm-hmm. socially aware characters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always this idea that you're, like, you're a marginalized person, so you automatically care about other marginalized people, mm-hmm. which is not true. At all. Um... And then this other idea that, like, sexuality minorities, so queer people, are sexually liberated. And there's this very weird correlation between sexually liberated people and, like, socially aware people. Yeah. It's weird. I've never thought about that before, actually. Yeah. So media representation is one thing. I think another thing for me and you, especially, is, like... We are queer people with interest in social justice issues, um, interest in helping groups that we don't belong to. Yeah. And we both, I don't know if we mentioned this on the show before, we both went to the same college. It's kind of how we met. We mostly met working at the same job in college, but we also went to the same college. Mm-hmm. Um, and I majored in gender and women studies and Rhiannon got a certificate. So, like, we were in the same... Not the same, same GWS classrooms, but we were in the same department. Yeah. And our department overall was, like, very focused on learning about queer people, queer theory, queer history. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that, like, queer people are to thank for so much yes. in every group of mm-hmm. liberation. I'm thinking of, like, radical lesbians. Yeah. You know? Like, they're the people that pushed us into the third wave and said, like, we should demand more than just what married middle-class housewives want for themselves yeah um so it's interesting that we have those thoughts i think it's partially media representation and partially just us and our our educational background and kind of like i don't want to use this phrase but i will because i can't think of a better one kind of what was drilled into our heads during college yeah i hate saying that because the it things plays that into we the learned like, and that we discussed and yeah that we did like readings and papers and d- discussions on like the, yeah. the things we've been thinking about for the last four years right three years it's one of those it's one of those um if you're in the social sciences or the humanities it's one of those um big ideas that you just keep coming back to it's kind of like the idea that you keep coming back to that like another big one obviously in gender women's studies is like patriarchy is bad capitalism is bad mm-hmm. racism is bad mm-hmm. like it's one of those just big hallmarks where the more you learn the more radicalized you become. Yes. 100%. And the more, the more you're you convinced learn, of it. The more you learn, the more mad you get. Of that just, like, too. There's just so much BS out there that, like, most people don't start learning about. Mm-hmm. But then the ones that do learn about it are, most of the time, the ones who then are mad and are organizing and, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's totally fair. The people who are organizing are the people who are upset about it. Those are the people who are mad. And being mad and rage is... There's an interesting relationship between the way that anger is perceived. Especially when it comes to race, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, stereotypes of, like, the angry black woman. Um, 
or just angry black folks in general, especially. Um, but anger is such a, it can be such a positive emotion. Mm-hmm. It can lead to positive change. I'm just thinking, like, anybody who's ever been to a protest. Yeah. <laughs> you're not sitting there shouting, like, nice things. Mm-hmm. Like, we hope the police treat black people better. It would be really nice of them. No, you're standing there you're and you're mad. Yelling, you're yelling, fuck 12. Yeah. Because fuck 12. Yeah. I was just at a march earlier this week. Um, it was to honor the lives of the, I think, eight Asian folks who were murdered in Atlanta this week by a white man. Mm-hmm. And we weren't there for niceties. Yeah. We were there because we were fucking mad. Yeah. But yeah. So studying gender and women's studies makes you mad. <laughs> and sometimes it might make you assume that all queer people are as radical or left-leaning as you are and that's not the case just not true so demi do better you disappointed me take some gender and women studies classes bonus points if you can figure out what our alma mater is because our our gender women studies department knocked out of the ballpark yeah we're gonna take one more break and we're gonna come back do our last pickle okay wrap shit up yeah and be done okay We'll be right back. Welcome back. Um, this is the closing of our show. It's going to be a little shorter episode than usual, I think. Not by much, but yeah, maybe a little. <laughs> um, so we're going to try our last pickle. Our last pickle is... Kind of, once again, a Vlasic kosher dill spear. But these are the ones you actually buy from the store. So they're not like cucumbers ran and cut up and put in the brine from the store. These are these are the, the pickles that came in the jar when I bought them. Real crunch. Yeah, I can barely hear it. Rhiannon's already smacking away. Ew, I don't like the skin and how it feels. These have been sitting for too long. What's happening here? What are these little ridge things? I don't know. Mine has them too. Mine's also cut like this. They feel like cuts. There's weird little like ridges in it. So it's not smooth along the cut of the spear. It's kind of bumpy. Oh. No crunch. This tastes so bad now compared to these two. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I just put it back. I took one bite. I'm finishing my bite. And I put it back. It's not worth it. It's nowhere near as good as Rhiannon's, like, homemade-ish ones. Or the Grillo's. Because it's not as crunchy and fresh. It's very fake tasting. Thanks. She gave me one of the first ones we had. That's better. So much better. Mm -mm. This is so good. Oh, it's so good. I like a really light brine, I think. I think that's what I'm into. Between the first pickle and the second pickle, the Grillo's. Yeah. I like a lighter brine, lighter pickle. I think I'd, I'd rank it one, one my pickles, two the Grillo, three the other classic. Yeah, I think I would do Grillo's. I'm not ranking the bread and butter. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would do Grillo's, yours, regular classic, and then bread and butter, actually. Okay. Just because I like dill better overall. Mm-hmm. The texture of okay. the classic dill needs to be 
I will say the bread and butter had a better crunch than that one, actually. I don't know what the difference is there, but... I would rather eat this entire jar of this. Well, we're not talking about that. And one more <laughs> bite of that. <laughs> the crunch is better on the bread and butter spears. And the bread and butter spears, as someone who finished one, are fresher. Congrats. It might literally just be how long they've been in my fridge, though. Also possible. Granted, I usually eat dill pickles faster than I eat bread and butter, so chances are likely that the bread and butters have been there longer. Maybe that's the key. That's the ticket. Um, they expire 11 days apart. Oh. Well. It is what it is. <laughs> okay. Bread and butter are better because they're crunchier. Yes. The end. And fucking gross. Well. Mm. Anywho. Alright, so. I think the pickle thing was kind of fun. Yeah. We could definitely try to do more like testing food type things if mm-hmm. we don't want to drink every time yeah we don't get it absolutely hammered every time because i can't handle it i can like make cookies or something instead i love cookies me too we can test out um like pre-made doughs mm. and see which one has the best cookies and then just eat dough yeah try each one as a dough and a cookie and see. yes because some oh. things just need to stay as dough you know yeah absolutely no, that, you're that right. Be good. You're right. That we're gonna we're gonna do that next. That'll be our rankings. All right. To wrap up, do we have any other thoughts about the Bachelor that we didn't get to? I don't know. I feel like I don't have a lot of original thoughts about the Bachelor. No, me neither. It's kind of hard to have original thoughts about a show that's been on the air for almost twenty years. Yeah. Though. I just because and also you you notice that when you're watching it, you probably you might not notice it as an outsider, but when you're like in there watching it, you can tell that they have like eight major plot points and then they just like pick five for each season because mm. you'll see like the exact storyline being played out with this group and then again two seasons later with this one mm. well i know they follow like a. it's very formulaic yeah i was gonna say and I, I know for sure that they've always kind of followed a you know when you have a basketball team you don't want all point guards point guards yeah you need a mix mm-hmm. that's kind of how i've understood the, how they pick the bachelor you yeah. know you get like characters and they fill slots for those characters mm-hmm. it's like you said they always have some problematic white person yeah. who says something to one of the contestants of color mm-hmm. like they have to fill that slot yeah that's how they make their their uh drama plot points planned things work too yeah you have your whole cast of characters and they're the same every season Draw one of the major plot out points out of a card. Or yeah. Out of a card. Out of a hat. Yeah. I've, I've, all of the things have happened. All of the scandals have already been scandals. True. Come on, Bachelor. Moral of the story, Bachelor, surprise us. Wait, I have an idea. Okay. <clears throat> we should pitch each other dating show ideas. Oh my god. That would be better than The Bachelor. I have one ready. Okay, go ahead, because I don't have one. So, they're all lesbians, right? Oh, you've told me this before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Put 30 lesbians in a mansion. Yep. One of them mm-hmm. is the bachelorette. Yeah. Not like not actually called the bachelorette, but like is, is the one, is the host, mm-hmm. the person who's looking for love. They, gets to, they get to send people home each week. 
but nobody knows that it's them. Right? Mm-hmm. So you just gotta be nice to everybody. And then eventually there'll just be two left at the end, the person and the person that they pick. Yeah. But only at the end will they know. <laughs> oh my god. That's a good one. Yeah. Pre-representation. Yeah. It's kind of like Big Brother a little bit. Yeah. And like... The expectation is that women are going to be dating each other well on the yes. show. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like, oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that would be really good. So mine, yeah. I'm self-centered. Mine would be about me. Okay. Um. Here's here's the whole premise for the show. For some context, I'm banned from Tinder and Bumble. And I have been since... May of last year yeah, or June. Almost a year now. In my defense, I got in trouble for sending out links to bail funds. So, do with that information what you will. <laughs> but I got banned, and I've been banned ever since, and I haven't been able to get back on. So the dating show would literally just be me with access to Tinder and Bumble again, and just seeing how that plays out because it's been a long time. And I'm vaccinated now. I don't know how many people would watch that. Just you on Tinder? Yeah. <laughs> I know at least six people who would watch it. I mean, I've got a front row seat to it. I know. <laughs> no matter what, so. Right, right. Another one is all of the contestants are bisexual. And they're given a lesbian... And a straight man to date. <gasps> that poor straight man. <laughs> he wouldn't have a shot in hell. No, he really oh wouldn't. my god. No, no, no. But you need a straight man. You'd have to specifically get a straight man. Don't don't get a straight man who gets really insecure. Yeah. About the fact that bisexual women most of the time prefer women as far as I've experienced. Get one that wants to actually compete and have him doing wild things. Like you would see the straight man listen. You'd see this straight man fucking running around all the time, planning elaborate dates. Like, hot air balloon rides <laughs> to a beautiful park in France with, like, their favorite foods. Yes. And then the lesbian just would like, just like, whip something together yeah. in five minutes that's more romantic. Yeah. It would be amazing. Yeah. I want to be on this show. Doesn't that sound like a really good show? That does. I know that there'd be, like, even contestants probably dating each other. Oh, that too. So like that too. Yeah, that yeah, you'd be like, you can do whatever you want. Just yeah. like don't get pregnant. Yeah. I mean <laughs> a bunch of bisexual women in a house together. They... I mean, someone's probably gonna sleep with a straight man. <laughs> someone's gonna feel bad for him at some point and sleep with him. <laughs> point at yourself <laughs> That's why I'm vaccinated. And I have an IUD, so I'm vaccinated against babies. Oh my god. For now. For now. <laughs> Ah, but yeah, The Bachelor and our own dating ideas. Dating show ideas. Dating show, yeah. Don't get any ideas about me dating anytime soon. Same. (laughs) I don't have time for that. When you said earlier that um, you love getting ghosted, I was going, you kept talking, but I was going to say, I love ghosting people. Because that's all I've done. Yeah. Every time I start talking to somebody, they're ghosted within days. Like a true Scorpio. Yeah. Driving these driving these folks crazy. 
I I never know how to end these things. I don't either. We usually do something stupid and then say bye and turn it off. Yeah. Um. How was that? (laughs) Okay, bye everybody. (laughs) See you next time. What are we talking about next time, actually? I don't know if we figured that out yet. Hmm. Maybe we should give options and, um, and let the people decide. Actually, one thing before we go. If y'all are interested in us doing more like TV shows and talking about TV shows, let us know. I think this would be a good good topics for us. I, w- I really want to talk about America's Next Top Model at some point. Mm-hmm. That's another show that Rhiannon is really into and I've never really watched before. And we have at least one friend who's really into America's Next Top Model as well. Yeah. Lots of opinions. I want to do an episode about Glee. Yeah. I watched Glee once and I, it was a long time Well, ago. not for you. I'll, okay. I'll bring, I'll bring some other folks and you can just kind of be here like Claudia. Okay. Or like yeah. when Claudia was here last time. Claudia was good. Anything? So yeah, if you're into us doing some more things about TV shows, maybe specific types of TV shows, it seems like we kind of venture into reality TV a little more, but... I think between the two of us, we don't watch mostly reality TV. So, like, let us know what you're into and what you want to hear us talk about or what you have opinions about. And you can leave those as well. We can can address them. Yeah. Especially most of the people listening to this know us and can just tell us. But also we're on Twitter. We are on Twitter. We are at By Queens Podcast. Um, we'll probably be on TikTok at some point. Yes. We don't have a website. You can just find us at anchor.fm slash byqueens. Yes. So if you, if you don't know us personally and can't message us. Yeah. If you don't know us personally, you can go to anchor.fm slash byqueens and there should be an option on that little, um, anchor page website thing to leave an audio or voice message. Yeah. So you can record yourself giving your opinions, saying what you want to say. Um, and you could be featured in the next episode oh, yeah. because we can put those into our episodes. If you know us and you want to be featured in an episode, go ahead. So if you, yeah. like, right now are listening to this and have any thoughts on... What, what do you want to hear about? What you what want to hear about, let us know. Yes, let us know. Leave us a message. Shoot us a text if you know us in real life as well, too. We do have a, a lot of ideas on our note. We just haven't picked which one's next. So this isn't us already out of ideas. Yeah, so we don't have get plenty. Any, don't get wise about it. We're just, we're trying to, we're going to try to mix it up between like things we want to do and ensuring that we're addressing our audience's needs. <laughs> yeah. Much like Chris Harrison when he left The Bachelor for a season. Yes. Anyway, anywho, follow us on Twitter, check us out on Spotify, and have a good day. Bye. Bye. Music for this podcast, courtesy of Girls Like You by Stephen Kartenberg, obtained from ccmixter.org. This episode of Bye Queens and all other episodes of Bye Queens can be streamed exclusively on Spotify. Viewpoints and opinions shared by Courtney and Rhiannon do not reflect the viewpoints and opinions of their respective employers.